Hello everyone, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once again. And on this week's show, we take a look at everything 18th century from a fantastic indie in respect of the Dev on Czech colonial aggression uh, or the 4th of July, if you happen to celebrate it that way. Uh, we're also going to be taking a look at all the Spring Clean Challenge winners and some honourable mentions as well. And we have a couple of Kickstarters to keep you entertained. On top of all of that, one lucky subscriber will be in with a chance to win this magnificent game, The Pirates of Skydock, based in the Starfinder universe from Gale Force 9. If you want to take this home, then you need to pop a comment below and if you can do all the sherry stuff as well. Otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekender. I'm joined by Justin, John, and Ben. With Antique Wave. With a little bit of a different <laughs> Weekender for you this week. Um, we will be taking a look at the Spring Clean Challenge winners uh, in a little while, along with some of the other people who caught our eyes. Audible mentions, by God, there was fierce competition this year. Oh, God, yes. Stiff, yeah. like a stiff thing. <laughs> stiff like a drink. Um <laughs> So yeah, so so we have that to look forward to. Um, we have a, a couple of kickstars that we'll have a nosy at the end of the show, like normal. And of course, we will be kicking things off with the most important part in just a moment. Um, but before we get into that, we've had two interesting interviews this week. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Wednesday, if you haven't already seen it, myself and John got a chance to chat with Wayne, uh, Team Yankee writer extraordinary from new zealand uh who yeah. who had to hang around very very late in the day yeah th that was some fun time zone shenanigans it was it was very good but it did mean we got uh, about an hour to have a, a chat with him about what people can expect from the nordic forces book oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. which i know john has been enjoying yeah enthusiastic about to say the least s tank s tank both, both him and shay have been prowling through it going well this is filth how many of these <laughs> filthy things can i fit in an army oh quite yes. a lot yes. <laughs> and you uh, said anti-tank what you would have thought norwegians <laughs> were so cheap um so yeah if you haven't seen that if you if you fancy a bit of the old world war three um that was an exclusive look and probably still is because i think the embargo is still up today on friday if you're watching this friday night i think the rest of the world are only allowed to start talking about it now Kind oh, of. So we got we got special treatments. We got special treatment. Uh, it's all based on height, and there's nobody else with a video <laughs> camera taller than me to do it. So, <laughs> we um, so that's good. If you haven't seen that, have a look at that. Uh, and then we had another spanking one with um, Ben and myself. Got a chance to chat with uh, John Stallard and Robin Jews about their Haggy Dog Productions um, and their Talking Miniatures book, hmm. uh, which is a. Uh, an interesting upcoming book, uh, end of July. I think they're hoping to have it back from the printers to start shipping it out. Um, but it's it's they've rounded up seventeen old mates from <laughs> the golden age of GW. So that that sort of period from the the oh, is this is this going to be a confessions of? 
sort of run through? No, that was a terrible series in the seventies. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was the period between Brian Ansell taking over the company and the company being floated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that where GW became kind of what, what less we know fun today. No, no, no. This was the this was Pinnacle Games Workshop. This is but, when they still messed around in the background. This, this, this is where people still got together and played games and enjoyed themselves yeah. and stuff. Oh. Or, or the very early days when Rick Priestley was still making uh, molds and casting models, because um, that's that's where he started and sort of segued into doing demonstrations and eventually writing rules um, in his spare time. Um, so yeah, it's, it was a really fun interview, uh, and we got a chance to look at a couple of sections from the book in advance. Um, Some fun stories, even in that interview as well, which is yeah, really good. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to my copy, which I'd already ordered anyway. So, <laughs> Gary just orders all the things all the time, all the money, all none the of things. the food. I, I, I don't need food. Um, but yeah, so so there's some there's some interesting stuff if you haven't heard about it. If you've any interest in that period, the mid eighties to mid nineties, the sort of the creation of it all, you can get a, a kind of behind the curtain look and see what Oz's great head actually is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so right around the time myself and John landed on planet. He's so young, so young. In other news, Ben, I don't know if you've seen. I did. I I wouldn't say it was a criticism. I pointed out a flaw. There was a. a an error in one of their their um I did I did say things. Yes. Yeah. So they were going, uh, this was uh White Dwarf one eight seven and I held up my White Dwarf one eight three and went, No, it wasn't, it was this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, but it's already been sent to the printers, but it's in the second volume. So I got an email back from Robin going, We fixed this, we got it before yeah. they start to print. So it's like, Oh, that's nice. Hey, Jerry's here today. It's one less one less issue for people on the internet to complain about. So we'll just have to wait and see what there is to complain about. Yeah. I'm sure I'll find well, something else. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Never wear a cape. You get trapped in doors. You get shot like get get shot like Mothman. <laughs> I, I assumed you were referencing the Watchmen, where Mothman got his cape stuck in the door and shot. Yeah, that or uh, the Incredibles. Oh yeah. No, yeah. No, no. I'll stick with uh, stick with the Watchman. It's more Where? of my strasser. <laughs> right. Uh, enough of that. It's time to get things kicked off with the indie of the week. And this week, uh, in celebration of um, either the American War of Independence, the Revolutionary War, or the Day of Unchecked Colonial Aggression, depending on who you are and where you're from. Oh, National Theatre <laughs> Day. I thought we would have a look at um, Galloping Major because uh, they have some interesting bits and pieces from that neck of the woods. So um, I will very briefly touch on a second company before we get into Galloping Major. So uh, they are the UK stockist for King's Mountain Miniatures. Um, The website doesn't show the range at the moment. Presumably that is because they're about to be recast and so most of them are out of stock. So I have open here the King Mountain Miniature range. Um, The way they break their stuff down is uh, they have all these are single figures, obviously right off the oh, bat. Okay. They are American oh, yeah. War of Independence stuff. You can buy box sets together, um, where it's like you know ten or twelve marching or whatever it happens to be. Um, but the um, if we look at the, the Continentals, the uh, main sort of selling point for King is uh, they have somewhere in the region of two hundred and fifty alternative heads. Wow. Okay. So if you want to take that miniature that's currently a Highlander because it's wearing a Scots bonnet 
and then give it a mitered hat to make it into a grenadier or give it a whatever to make it into a whatever they have a substantial amount of additional heads with different oh that's neat. forms of, yeah. of head capery on there so um, I, I can make it into a mel gibson yeah sure if you want that, probably, Patriot, is mel, yeah. that probably is mel gibson there <laughs> unfortunately he's not close enough for me to smell his breath so i can't be entirely certain <laughs> well, yeah it probably is anyway um as you can see the, the king mountain range is substantial mm. um when you get into it so you have your irregulars your militia your um continental army regulars as well there's everybody's favorite to see somebody falling over dying dying i've been shot i, I look at him and i think he's found a shilling <laughs> oh it's funny maybe he found a shilling and then got shot yeah <laughs> no that's was, my shilling that it was a, it was a cunning trap yeah shot in the back that's what you get for taking the king's shilling <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway so yeah so king's mountain miniatures they have um the continentals they have a substantial amount of dragoons uh highlanders and others oh. so you can do your uh your dismounted dragoony type rifleman very cool um mm. and like i say they, they have a whole slew of heads if I just go to the miniatures heads, animal fur hats, fur style hats, bandanas, bear heads with bandages, floppy hats, so on and so forth. Now, while some of these are very distinctly this mid, early to mid 1700s sort of period, uh, well, I suppose up to 1776, um, it does mean that you can use them for bits and pieces like piracy type of things. So the golden age of piracy is obviously early 1700s. Um, so you can go nuts with that. Um, uh, it means then you can uh, use bits and pieces like these guys with the anchors to make your, say, your British um, Marines with mitred hats by just using regular British um, militia or, or military nice. on board your ship. So I don't know who had the anchor. Oh, no. Anyway, I digress. That's Kings. We're not looking at Kings, but Kings exists. It's there. We might look at it in the future. I don't know. It's you know you you kind of seen what it is. It's a range of American War of Independence stuff. Go nuts, right? So Galloping Major then in the UK, um, they have a couple of different ranges uh, of their own then, um, which are I believe sculpted by the owner as well, Lance. Um, so we're going to start with the 18th century because uh, I've spent a lot of time looking at 18th century piratey types and and, and English troops of late for reasons. Swashbucklers. Oh. Fuck all that swashes. <laughs> um, they do boats? I don't believe they do boats, no. Oh, I saw a section that said boats. I was promised boats. I'm disappointed. Are you uh, sure it didn't say book? Yeah, it did. Maybe, it, it maybe. Said books. Dyslexia. <laughs> My old friend. Uh, hello, we meet again. And if it's any help, there's no books in it currently. Because I have no <laughs> it's, So it's there's one, no winning. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of, these, one of these ones where... Oh, boy clicked on that in some clever fashion that darkened all there we go there we go um yeah occasionally there will be things like osprey books and you know sort of bits and pieces like that for specific periods that you know he's, he's picked up and then drops into that section um but as you can see the uh, little anglo-american civilian defenders are quite nice especially if you just come ripping off a ship with a bunch of pirate friends uh, and want to sack a village. Why would you not? 
You yeah. didn't need a bunch of NPCs to shoot. Yeah, that's mm. very true. Well, I mean, if you roll off the ship into a town that's been settled by ex-soldiers, you hear the that's words true. volley fire, run. <laughs> this is a really nice set of figures. Where's the ambiguous button? There we go. Oh, my those are great. My those. particular favorite is there's a priesty type kicking around in here somewhere. Oh, minister? You can just, you can just see him kicking off. Ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> Spouting sermons it's, as he shoots you. It's yeah. time to meet my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. And then the tavern keeper with the, the tavern keeper with a blunderbust. Yeah. I mean That's, crowd control. It's it's the way to do it. Get it's out the, of my tavern. So really uh nice. They're twenty five mil. I have seen them stacked up beside Perry's and stuff, so even though they're uh sort of an older sculpted range, they mm. aren't dissimilar in size to um, a lot of the modern stuff, so they won't look hugely out of place. Um, I think it's you know it's that inevitable scale creep that we all know and love. Mm. Uh, I think a long time ago, people should have been hunted down whenever they started measuring things instead of using scale and just going millimeters. You know, that's not scale, mate. That's a measurement. You need to stop <laughs> doing that. Um, and then that way we wouldn't have these problems today. I'm just saying. Oh, no I really like the look of the boarding party. That looks really cool. No, we'll get there. Oh, so you, you, that's a collection of all the uh, sets together. Oh, yeah. So you can buy yourself a full crew of troops, which is kind of which is awesome. I like that. Yeah. Obviously, it would have been great if we'd had uh, young Lloyd here, just so we could see the tiny tiny pictures. <laughs> just see him twitching on a corner, going. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the two biggest ones, he gets a Lloyd shot out of it. So there yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he needs to stop so, complaining about life. Yeah. Just helping fire. to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is this some kind of shopkeeper? No, no, these are uh, sailor types. Uh, okay. So he's, he may be some sort of barber surgeon. Ah, the guns. I can make your wounds better by shooting your leg off. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing can be done about this. It's, <laughs> it's we need to it. amputate, and I've lost my saw. It's all right. Yeah. Just put the leg in front of the cannon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, shave, a shave and a bullet extraction for free. Yeah. <laughs> it's the emperor's grace. Yeah. Bam into the side of the head. But yeah, really nice set of piratey types. Mm -hmm. and sailors let's face it the line was blurred quite a bit it all comes down to whether or not they've got that letter of mark that's true yeah that and it really depends on who you were coming from and who you were reading because yeah. even if you didn't have a letter of mark if you were English reading the French you could just say oh no no privateers bye bye <laughs> shocking types the, the shocking. queen said I could do this or well, the king said I could do this yeah <laughs> so yeah those are really nice. I like those. Great, They've got just enough style. detail. They've just got just enough detail on them to make them like fun to paint yes. before them just becoming annoying, <laughs> which is, yeah. which is a not, fine line with miniatures nowadays. So. They're not. They're not overly fussy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I love the the levels of individuality you're getting in amongst all this because, mm. again, in pirate crews, you're not going to have I do that. a lot of generic. No. You know, like I am just pirate number four in the yeah. background. This is pirate number three, but he's wearing a different colored shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like him just wandering around. Enjoying an life. eye on everybody. Yeah. Everything's good here. Nothing to see. Don't worry about it. I'm sure I won't be shot. Yeah. All <laughs> ship shape in Bristol fashion, sir. Don't worry. Looks yeah. like he's about to marry off his daughter to some captain. Oh, or, 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 or lieutenant, or he's, he's just watching his daughter being taken off by the pirates going, oh, thank God she's gone. 
spirit. Like, do you like the fact that they're on square bases as well? Oh, I yeah. love the fact that they're on yeah. twenty mil square bases. Yeah, <laughs> like nature uh, intended. <laughs> Appropriate basing is important to Jerry. Somewhere Lloyd is prepping a set of pennies to use for these. So. Yeah. Hit pennies. They've got a whole lot of things for Christmas, though. Oh, anyway. damn it! As soon as I said it, I knew it was coming. <laughs> you didn't know. You had no way of knowing. Anyway. What was that dude? Was that guy carrying, like, a bombard or something? Or has he just got no, a it's, it's, it's a set of brass knuckles. Brass knuckles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Someone's about to get upside the heat. That's how the quartermaster keeps you away from the grog. That's 100%, 100% how he does it, yes. Yeah. Um, so leaving the uh, the salary types behind, let's lose King as well. We have the French and Indian Wars, which mm. obviously slips into the Seven Years' War quite nicely. Mm. Um, so we'll start with this. We'll have a look at the British. These are really nice. This seems Ooh. to be coming. I mean, I know, I know it was a couple of years ago as well, but this seems to be coming a, a new sort of well not new but a returning era of warfare that people are going back to and having a look uh, look at again i think which is kind of yeah. nice it's it's so. one of those i wouldn't say it's cyclical but every now and again something will crop up and all of a sudden people will go oh that's a great period i really yeah. enjoy that and then it's like films you know the way you normally get like two massive blockbusters made by different companies at the same time about the same thing and it just what they're not copying each other it just happens whatever way society was going. Both me and two different writers think we need a volcano film at the same time. It's similar. Yeah. Certain things trigger people and then they go, oh, Outlander, whatever. Yeah, two people are going to make asteroid films at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they go, oh, well, I should really get in there and uh, and, and do a, a French Indian War sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is why I was looking at them, to be brutally honest. I'm, really, I'm trying to find a really nice set of, of Indians for um, American uh, Wild West, um, and I'm going. I don't know whether I want Plains Indians or Apaches or uh, what have you. So I've just been trolling various mm. companies, looking at stuff that they've been doing. I really like these these First Nation ones, the the Canadian mm. uh, natives. There's mm. some really nice bits and pieces in here. Mm. And if anybody um, maybe watches Atten Shea on YouTube, uh, who does a lot of historical stuff, a lot. Of, American Civil War in particular, but he met up with a couple of First Native reenactors um, one day up in the the um, middle of middle of nowhere, and they went through what their dress was and, and how oh, related wow. to them. So it was a really comprehensive guide where two guys were literally going, "Here's what I'm wearing. Here's what the colors are. Here's what this was made out of," uh, and it's a really good source of information for painting, um, specifically the the First Nations uh, Canadian oh, nice. stuff. So, yeah. So yes, everybody should go and have a look at Han and Shay. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I think that's one of the nice things about this period and why people are so drawn to it as well is that it's got kind of that element of the regimented warfare because you have all your Brits or your French or whatever mm. in their uniforms, but then you've also got all the chaps that have been there for donkey's years and have you know decided these uniforms are awful i'm just going to wear what everybody else is wearing and start wearing furs and all sorts of different things Mm. and then you get to mix in all of the first nation troops as well so you get to have a lot of fun with the painting and the modeling side of it and also the gaming because it can be done on a large scale and a small scale and and everything in between as well which is nice so yeah. yeah I mean, there's a, a great TV show at now. The period is later than this. It's during the War of Independence. It's on Amazon called Turn. Oh, okay. Which is a very, very good show because it actually follows a civilian uh, 
who is basically a part of the spy network that was living in British occupied territory. All right. And basically figuring out how to pass secret messages back and forth between the lines. Huh. And some of the actual uh, like uniforms and stuff in there, uh, like the, the Queen's Rangers and stuff, really, really great to see on camera mm. and a really great resource if you're trying to learn to paint around that era. Oh, that's cool. Something to keep an eye on then. Yeah, I was unaware of its work. I hadn't heard of anything even creeping up. Um, we'll not spend a huge amount of time going through everything in here, but I'll throw up some of the others. There's some of the civilian sets were always great for these kind of things yeah. as well. Though, mm -hmm. so. You recognise some of those from the other one anyway. So yeah. I think it's the, the same group together. That might be a bigger image of memory serves. Nope. No, <laughs> Memory did not serve. Further away. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just have to work work on the principle that my memory is failing me. I'm the Mike Clarkus of this little group. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, there there is some gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. And yeah. I mean, there's so much to look at, even in each of the different factions for the different regiments that would have been fighting around this time. Mm -hmm. And the good news is. At no point will the taxes be pushed so high because of other wars that these guys will ever break away from the Great British Empire. So that's good. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about there. Arm them and train them well, my friends. I blame the French. <laughs> well, it's I mean, pretty much the, the war beggared them, yeah. Yeah, well, wasn't that yeah. the, the whole thing was that Britain was basically hurting for money, taxing America way too hard because this war had just like picked the pockets clean? Mm. Very much so. Not just them, but also the Swedes. Mm. I see you, Ben. I see what you're doing. And then, obviously, regular British line infantry. Charge bayonets. Get ready for a Walk bit. forward very slowly, and then prick them with your bayonets. <laughs> Oogie pokey. Don't worry if the gannons are coming in. Just keep going, lads. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how do you hold your nerve having to line up in block formation and wait for someone to actually lift the rifle. Ready? Aim! Hell with yeah. this, I'm out. It's really, really simple. The beatings during training. Okay. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, and if you turned in the middle of a battle, you're going to be shot. Yeah. There's, there's no two ways about it. Anyway. If you turn away, you're definitely dead. If you keep walking, you might be dead. I remember <laughs> one of the... I can't remember who it was. I think it was a Napoleonic reenactor. He was talking about this sort of, well, you know, the idea of like block formations and, mm. you know, getting your rifles and firing and just standing still. And he said, yes, there's the chance that you could get hit. But in most cases, the rifles were so shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that they probably weren't going to hit you. So by the time you'd moved forward far enough to then charge, you were probably okay. So you just had to kind of like wince. There, there, there was a bit where yeah. uh, Wolf. Um, the British general, maybe not Quebec. Uh, he stopped his men when they were marching forward, uh, walked to the front of the line, and then in French said, uh, shit first, gentlemen of French or gentlemen of France, and sort of doffed his hat in a after you kind yeah. of gesture because he knew he was so far out of range that they would just waste it and they'd be in and shot in the face before they got their muskets reloaded. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, cheeky. Boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the French took it, but to be fair, it didn't really help them any. Yeah. So. Uh, I do want to do a little bit of looking into this now just to see how inaccurate old school muskets and stuff were. Mm. They're horrible. It's very much broadside of the barn type of thing. Mm. 
Well, even, even moving into sort of like the Wild West era and stuff, you know, the whole sort of couldn't hit a barn door, that comes from the fact that a revolver was so bad. because mm. <laughs> you could fire it at a barn door and it would probably miss and hit the cow next door. Well, so. <laughs> even today, being a marksman with a pistol is no easy feat. Yeah. So anyway, so our little British. Although I still always enjoyed it, the the, the British and, all, and, and any of the colonial empires that went over into, you know, to fight against the First Nations and stuff, mm. were always like, oh, these, these chaps just won't line up and fight us. They keep popping out of the woods and attacking and then vanishing. What's this? This isn't real warfare. And I was like, good on you. <laughs> That's not how you fight a war, yeah. man. You're just the worst. <laughs> March forward towards the enemy and get shot. <laughs> also, French regulars are up as pre-orders. Yeah. So they're coming. But they do have more First Nation bits and pieces ah, in nice. here, so they've got the, the Hurons. Yeah. Mm. Again, see, I'm sure I can use some of them. I'm not been looking at the um, blood and plunder rules for for natives, by the way. I haven't been doing not that. at all, of course no. not. <laughs> um, but the key is lots of them. Yes, yes. Them. yes, many, 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 many. Also, Very I really cool. like the idea that the, the war paint on them make them really interesting mm. um, from a, a painting point of view. Because you've got all of the, the various clothes and designs and yeah. skins and all the rest, and then you have um, very distinctive styles mm. of war paint. Yeah. And I know that stuff has existed in the past as well, but there's been a lot of companies who've done a lot of really nice skin tone paints as well now, and sets that are allowing people to paint more accurately. Um, which is quite nice too. So you've got lots of more options on the hobby side of things for painting the, too, which is nice. So. The army painter skin tone set yeah, is yeah. is ridiculous. For anybody painting any skin tone, that set of mm. nine or twelve or whatever it is, um, paints and washes, is it's it's like idiot proof. Tiny, tiny, tiny. You just um, fire on the base coat. Then put the, and it has a really satin, almost gloss finish to it. Oh, nice! And then the wash, then over the top of that, mats that down, and also helps control where it pulls. And then there's like a a, a toner set, like a, a pigment toner that you can mix into each of the sort of to get it just colors. right kind of thing. And yeah. You can go to as many steps as you want. So if you want to do something very, you know, uh, high quality, lots of shading and blending, you can do that with the the army painter one. Or if you mm. just want to stick the base coat down throw a wash over it and walk away, it still looks more than good enough, especially <laughs> for, for big regiments. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we have those. We have some of the Hurons again. See, things like that. Mm -hmm. Like chin shoulders type mm. of doohickey. Look far away. <laughs> Coming at you out of the skyline. <gasps> Very from, nice. From Very from cool them. indeed. Yeah. So, uh, leaving the French and Indian Wars behind, uh, the final range is the Wild West. It's not a massive range. Why do Again, I feel like this is also one of the reasons why you came here, Jerry? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know why you keep talking at me. It's a little bit ye, a little bit ha. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really not. There, there's a small amount of um, gunfighter types. Um, so you've got your uh, hired guns. Um We've got a couple of lawmen as well, mm. uh, but really the majority of the, the Old West types are sort of 7th Cav. Right. You know, well, not a bit Union soldiers, you know. A little bit wider. Could be. Could be white. 
could be any of the Earps. There's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Could be Ted Earp, the Earp that nobody really talks about. <laughs> oh, those are great. I love those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I say, those are more or less. Guy's got a bit of a Pinkerton vibe too, as well. Yeah, well, because he's rocking the boater hat. Yeah, Pinkertons yeah. who are still going to this day. Who knew? Just hunting really? down, uh, hunting down people who have magic cards instead. Magic cards, yeah. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast sent the Pinkertons after yeah. somebody with a, a deck of magic cards yeah. that he shouldn't have had because it had been sent out by accident. <laughs> oh, no. and reviewed it on his YouTube channel, and then yeah. the Pinkertons got sent to their bowler hats with shotguns after them. Mm. That's just how um, Hasbro rules these days. Anyway, oh, wow. If I go into corporate thuggery, you have to love it. Boom, boom. I mean, obviously, they could have just contacted and went, That was an error. Can we have Please send back? Uh, we'll sort you out. But it's much easier to send somebody with a bowler hat, a uh, trench coat, and a shotgun. Because I imagine that is still on handlebar mustache. Every pink I'd love that if that's still, still there. That, that's the uniform. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By law, you can't be a pinkerton without that. Otherwise, you're just a thug. Even, even the female operatives. Yeah. It's, like, it's great that you've got the the cavalry in there yeah. as well, so you can run some kind of like forts on the frontier, yeah, yeah, attacked and stuff. Yeah. You could uh, do something with Custer, maybe. Mm. Go full planes war, maybe. That poor fool, that poor blonde fool. <laughs> oh, let's all sing Gary Owen now. They, <laughs> they died with their boots on reference, which is another one for the kids. I like doing the kids' references. Of course you do. Because I know all the 20 year olds in the audience are waiting for Errol Flynn films to be name checked. So, yes, <laughs> get in. The Flinster. Mm. Yeah. Those are so, great. I like those. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. Dismounted Cavalry. And Brilliant. there's even a little set of Apaches as well. But only the four, which isn't enough for me. I'm just saying, for Dead Man's Hand, only about eight, maybe 12. No more than that's 16. enough to set up a bit of a raid, though. That's yeah. So good. So, mm. yeah. Well, enough for a crusade. <laughs> I will have to uh, very yeah. briefly oh I need to nip back to this because I will just chuck this one in just apropos of nothing at all just in case you fancy a t-shirt to wear while you're playing your uh, uh, 17th century games um, there's a nice we'll rant and we'll roar like true British sailors or mm-hmm. a King George commands and we'll obey over the hills and far away standing, very cool which is also good for sharp if you like yeah, sharp yeah, yeah. Uh, so just just throw those in as well and they're in they're in colours that aren't just black, which is yep. always nice to see when it comes to, <laughs> to What's wrong geek with black? clothing. There's nothing wrong with geek clothing. It's just that everyone has black, wears black. Wait, are you saying every black piece of clothing is geek clothing? Now, yeah. 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 That's how it works. Yeah. It's like conversions and kit Yeah, John. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, on, honestly, that shirt I was this close to buying, but John beat me to it. Mm. Uh, and you can't wear the same t- same t-shirt oh no well, that, that would start look... to talk i mean that's... oh no twinsies no we're not doing twinsies <laughs> except in costume i disown you anyway <laughs> shocking shocking stuff right so there we have galloping major and theoretically king's mountain men as well Very nice. um our indie of the week for this week hope that's whetted your appetite mm. um, we're gonna take a quick swish and when we come back we'll be looking at the spring clean challenge did you win one of our prizes Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Okay, folks, we are back and ready to take a look at the winners. The almost winners are the highly honourable mentions from the oh, Spring yes. Clean Challenge. 
It was a toughie this year. It really so, was. Really difficult. Uh, how many lists? Uh, how many lists did you go through? Uh, it's best not to talk about the lists. There was a big <laughs> list, then a short list, then a short short list, uh, then a shortest list. <laughs> I know there was like, well, this is really good. Um, we want to talk about this. Going, oh, yeah. but oh, we could talk about it in idea. And I going, but it also would fit in tutorial. And it's really ah. good. To, uh, it's like, mm. so yeah. One of, one of the things that's been a big level up this year is that a lot of people have put a lot of effort into explaining the processes oh, God, for, yes. of going through all of these different oh, things. Oh, so er everybody went after best tutorial? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. don't even know if everybody was after best tutorial, but it made, it made a lot of people made a lot highly, of highly yeah. rated for us. Okay. Um, so your mileage may vary at home if you think we've got something wrong or somebody should have been in a different category or should have been a winner or why did that win over that, blah, blah, blah. Pop it below, go right ahead. The prizes have already been picked. The winners have already been notified. Won't make a blind bit of difference to me, son. <laughs> but as always, that's our disclaimer. On, well, arguing mm. on the internet solves all of life's problems. That is true. That's why you should spend as much time doing it with strangers as you can. Um, <laughs> right. So our first category, then, Ben. Yeah. So the first category they're going to be looking at uh, is for best skill. Um, so the kind of way that this one's rated is it's the most skilled work. So um, it could be the skill in the painting. It could be the overall finish. It could just be the, you know. The execution of the idea. The execution. So th yeah. this is our, ooh-wee. Yeah, this is the, ooh, oh my God, this is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that could be. Uh, we're going to start with the honorable mentions first. Uh, so we're going to kick off with uh, Collins, in fact. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and this is an interesting one for a couple of reasons. Um, we have two tangential parallel projects from Collins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which could have quite happily gone into a couple of different places. Um, mm -hmm. So this really could have been a tutorial one right off the bat. Uh, it's a big, majestic Walking Dead build oh. where, where he went through not just the Mantic miniatures and the painting, but also then took things like the scenarios um, and 3 deified them. Um, because obviously Walking Dead is theoretically just a board game. Mm. Uh, what's that term you like, Ben? Ameritrash? Ameritrash. Ameritrash. Okay. Has that been changed? I think people are sure annoyed with Ameritrash. Okay, right. Well, yeah. but it used to be that style where, you know, it, it was a board, um, it was th theoretically a 2D board game. Yeah. Um, but you could then go in afterwards and add bits and pieces to it. Uh, mm. And obviously Collins has done this in spades with building the requisite scenario mm -hmm. bits and pieces and, you know, making the cornfields and adding the barn and stuff. Just replacing farm. Those, those little 2D tokens um, mm -hmm. that you get with a whole lived-in world. Wow. Uh, and this in and of itself was absolutely spanking um, because obviously Walking Dead is done now. Um, mm -hmm. Mantic have closed the doors on that one. The game is is there and complete. And still for, a dice game. And for those who got it, there's still a dice game. But for those who yeah. got it, you know, or can lay their hands on it, it's it's self-contained. So it will never have to expand beyond that, which means you can mm -hmm. uh, set up whatever way you want. So terrific amount of work went into this mm -hmm. part of it. The nice thing about this uh, and why it gets an honorable mention, and oh, I mean, I should have won, could have won, almost won, didn't win. Oh, this wasn't a winner? No, God, no, this is just honorable mention. He also did battle reports. 
Yeah. But he did them in a separate project. So you can have just, if you just want to look at the tutorial, how he did the painting and modeling, that was all there. If you just want to look at the battle reports, which are great, then mm-hmm. these were all put in here in his Tales of the Walking Dead, where it breaks down the scenario. It breaks down what's happening. It gives you an intro. It shows you the setup. And then he used one of these oh, yeah, comic, filters, it. comic yeah. filter to mm. take pictures of his beautifully presented models and the like, um, but then actually push them a bit further and have them in that comic world instead so that you don't have just pictures of the miniatures. They look like they're from the, the comic book, and it means you have this really distinctive, beautiful setup, and there are this, so many yeah. of them. This is this is the thing that like just sold it. Is yeah. just the amount of effort put into these was so cool. I mean, yeah. it, the the framing and the seating he's done in this comic style as well. It really does feel like it has that similar pacing to what you would have seen in the comic or the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, just an honourable mention. Oh, buddy, it's better. But yeah. I feel bad. Feels bad for you. Uh, you know, say la vie. Uh, next of our honourables for skill uh, is LSR. Um, and this is, uh, I suppose, most timely. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Now, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, they've just made an announcement that they're bringing back Epic, although in a different Legions size. Imperialis. Yeah. Also. So it's in 30K for some reason. Yeah. However, easier to make. Months ago, months and months and months and months ago, LSR had already started doing his Horus Heresy Epic mm-hmm. game. Um, so these are 3D printed bits and pieces. Um, uh, so he's he's obviously had a, a lot of time playing around with the 3D printer, which I know he started to get more and more exploratory with. Um, so he's put together all his uh, his tiny fighting marines. You can see there. Iron Warriors, mother of God. A whole, yeah. whole chunk Lots of, of hazard stripes. Holy hell, the amount of dreadnoughts he has. Loads of contemptors, loads of tanks, loads of tactical marines, loads of cataphracti terminators. There's even like a small Puterabo and all sorts mm. of things in there as well. Look, what I love about this straight off the bat is he didn't get it far wrong from what was announced. Pretty fair, much, fair, yeah, yeah. Fair, you know? there. Even down to putting things on the wrong size basis as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong shape basis too, because I'm yeah. with you on this, Jerry. This yeah, should yeah. be square base. Lovely love little square base and put a flag at the back so you know who's, who's wrong towards you. It's like, like the old days um but just i mean the skill in and of itself of printing yeah the skill uh, in the uh, printing the skill in the painting is yeah. right up there um, yeah and then the skill of the amount of stuff that he has done yeah 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 uh, and later on you do get a nice picture where we have a uh rhino beside a teeny tiny rhino um so you can see he's he's obviously picked a, a specific size for us look at the basilisks I had a friend well, all your in, enclosed basilisks years ago before GW or Forge World made one. Yeah. And it looked absolutely terrific. All plastic card and bits like you had oh. to do in the old days. All looking fantastic. And I love that he's got the, the old Mark One pattern of the Predators in there as well. Mm. But yeah, again. Just, he's even done terrain as well. The, yeah. the terrain, there's two types of terrain. This is my favorite part of this. So there's classic, I'm going to play epic. I've got a cardboard box and I'm going to cut ruined walls into it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, I've got a 3D printer. I'm going to print really de- detailed 
bunkers and bits and pieces as well for terrain and just the juxtaposition of those two things <laughs> yeah. just amuses me to the core of my being there we it's go so like, it's like i've done these but i've also done these scrap these built time. and 3d printed these yeah. took cereal boxes um so yeah uh terrific work from lsr oh, again alas love that 3d printed terrain not yeah. a not a winner either just an honorable honorable mention how good is the best Wow. That's what I'm left asking. I'm sitting scratching my head going, these are amazing. They could have easily won. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's that's what happens. We have to be harsh. Uh-huh. I, I was very harsh. Some people got trimmed out of the shortlist because I realized that even though they tagged stuff as Sprinkling Challenge and it was great, they hadn't done it during the Sprinkling Challenge window. They'd uh-huh. fin- either they'd finished in February and Sprinkling didn't kick off to March or they'd you know, just oh, ramped yeah. a load of stuff in in June and stuff like that. And you're going, Pre- Premature projectification. That's not the Sprinkling Challenge, is it? Yeah. So this one from Zebra is our runner-up. Yes. Zebra Outrider. Um, uh, this, I thought, was the very epitome of the Sprinkling Challenge. Very uh, much so. Because um, he literally had to clean his miniatures. Yeah. This oh. this is this definitively does the spring cleaning thing. There were miniatures in regiment trays covered in dust uh, that he had to clean off and then ooh. gave them an entirely new coat of paint. I mean, look at that. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's been languishing for... A fair bit of time. That looks like your bold action army, Justin. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. oh you, mean the one I, you mean the one I put in the bin? Yeah. <gasps> Classic. Oh, yeah, God. So, yeah. Uh, so, things came off the shelf. Uh-huh. They were cleaned, then paint was touched up, fixed up, rebased. Then the base trays themselves were all labeled as well. Um, so, named, numbered, and unit size. Um, and it just. Overall, then we ended up with a, a really, I mean, the, the, just the very epitome of, of spring clean challenge of fixing something up that's been languishing yeah. or adding to it in the case of the magma like, dragon. In, 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 my, in my opinion, there is a certain skill to going through the motions of doing the cleaning because so many people would just be like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that magma dragon has definitely is lovely. Yeah. Don't, don't even know if Forge World still make the Magma Dragon. They, they, they don't, know. No. But, you know, you can see Oh, there. so even it had been sitting, languishing, yep. going, build yep. me, build me. So, mm. obviously, Dogs of War, best army uh, for fantasy that they'd ever done, and managed to survive for a whole single edition. Is that someone on a flying carpet? It is, yeah. In the middle Before. of Al Mekdar's Desert Dogs, if memory okay. serves, and it does, because they're like cavalry, and they were they were great. Were the best like cavalry in the uh, Dogs um, of War, but they were right up there, especially with uh, Blind Dib and the uh, Standard Bear. Yeah, right. I think, actually, if you put banners on those, I think I've got spare banners for some of these regiments still. I oh, know you've renamed some of them. So uh, it's Pugno now instead. Pikeman of Pugno. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think sure, like, just because, just because it was very much the point of Spring Clean Challenge. Yeah. And also the skill in actually bringing all this back to life from it just being a dust-covered mess. Mm. Um, you know, it, it looked like Galadriel when, you know, Mount Doom exploded and everyone was covered in ash. <laughs> I mean, I, the only thing I would have liked to have seen extra in this project is ugh, what process he actually had to use to clean the miniatures. I mean, that may even be in there somewhere. It, it, but. it, does, it does say it's mostly, yeah. mostly just in there with a brush. Um, mm. 
because it's it's dry dust, mm. so you're not too bad with a nice soft makeup t- styling brush. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but it does go through what he's done, how he's touched them up, and then obviously labeling them off, mm-hmm. sort of in the Saracen. And with the old world, you know, biting at the heels of 2023, mm-hmm. hopefully. Uh, won't be too long before these will be fun to drop into games once more. So, oh, yeah. I, I, I respect this project a lot. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a very nice runner-up. Mm-hmm. But our winner is a drum oh, roll, please. Yes, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> editing uh, drum rolls every time, Jerry. I am not chicken squawks and stuff. Yeah. Um, was Elmer for yeah. his Dead or Alive Wild West Exodus posse. So this has been mm-hmm. lying in a box since they came out two years ago, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And, um, and Elmer gone the other way. Just a photo gallery, nothing clever, no tutorials here. Uh, if you want to learn how to paint like Elmer, then just go and sit over his shoulder. It's <laughs> uh, probably the best way. Um, but just the, the execution yeah. of the, the paint job is absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I mean, some... it, 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 as I, again, much like with Zebra Outrider, who kind of epitomized the process of Sprinkling Challenge, mm-hmm. I think Elmer kind of n- knocked the nail on the head when it came to this is the skill entry. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to paint these up really nicely and show you what I did, <laughs> yeah. which is which is great. So, and and Elmer has always done absolutely amazing work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, adding adding folds into like flat. What's essentially leather or cloth yeah. components? Really, mm. really great skill. And and Elmer's color choices are always really nice as well. Oh yeah, he's they, pimping. Yeah, going going down different routes and just playing around with brighter colors than you might have expected for these to kind of make them pop as well is just really nice. Mm. And getting all the facial details right and effects and everything at the same time as well is just gorgeous. Um, and because uh, yeah. whenever I look at Wild West Exodus, I always default to realistic but steampunk yeah <laughs> whereas his color palettes are very much yeah. 80s cartoon i mean meets, purple pants meets 50s west movies i mean uh, i was looking at those and that looks a lot like deadpool and punisher <laughs> for, well, actually I, yeah i think i think you'll find there's a reason yeah. for that <laughs> um, you know pop culture isn't that what they call yeah. it mm-hmm. um but just some absolutely terrific work Mm-hmm. From Elmer throughout the 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 painting, whether it's yeah. the, the non metallics or the uh, the stubble added to uh, Frank, that sort of thing, it's it's all there and uh, it's gorgeous. Even, even the the smoke and the fire from the jetpack on this one, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good because yeah. that bottom smoke actually looks like it's on fire, like it's got a glow, an internal glow to it. Mm-hmm. And then all the little pinstriping on the trousers and everything. Oh yeah. And the 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 edge work on the wings as well for the little bird, just mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah. as you can see, he's done some spectacular work, and the um, the range of figures as well is fairly diverse. So you've got mm-hmm. different skin tones, different styles of arms and armament on them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just you're asking who had the anchor. He has the anchor. Yeah. <laughs> now, is that sculpted or is that a painted? Oh, I think that's a sculpted, sculpted. thing on the back okay. of the model. Yeah. Still, it's badass. Yeah, it's really, it's an amazing painting and kind of not you know does what it says mm-hmm. on the tin for skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's definitely there could be some contention, but I think you guys have picked the right winner. 
I mean, that that was a hard category. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was yeah. a very hard category. I mean, yeah. like this there, has there been are... hard. Every single category. <laughs> like, like, Do we pick this? <laughs> there's um, like another sixty or so entries for the Spring yeah. Clean Challenge that aren't even going to be looked at today. Mm. Um, we may put a link into where you can just look through them all yourself. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll put were, that down below. And yeah. there were some where it was like, oh, we should put this in. Mm. And uh, I was like, oh, we should put it in, but we can't physically fit it into the category or into the show anywhere. Mm. As, you know, for one to go in, somebody else has to come out. So, yeah, yeah there were some outstandingly. So, killing outstanding your darlings. Things. Yeah. Yeah, it just had to be. Had to be harsh, but yeah, congratulations, Elmir and yeah. Zebra Outrider, um, yeah. for winning the skill. Uh, mm. get in touch, we'll yeah. sort you out with some money. There's some vouchers up for, there, yeah. are the vouchers up for grabs. There's a money like object, yeah, use yeah. on the on tabletop store, like so, money, yeah. but where's the money because it can only be used in one place? <laughs> <laughs> but you get free get toys, vouchers. so and yeah. that is the way it or paint. I mean, I know, I know, I know, I, I know. This is my job, but mm. we actually have very competitive prices. There's <laughs> so a hell of a selection of green stuff, world stuff as well. Uh, yeah, that is always yeah. good. Anyway, mm. I digress. Right, so that's skill. We're going to head into best tutorial now. Yeah, a category so jam packed that Colin's tutorials weren't good enough for tutorial. Yeah, you could go off and be an honourable mention in skill, Colin's. So, uh, best tutorial. Uh, to kind of break this one down, it's the people that have shown us in detail steps from start to finish. So mm. it's people who have, I don't know, we've already seen some of that already, but, but yeah, people who but, have put in a lot of effort into descriptions and yeah, the uh, process. Breaking, yeah, the process and breaking down everything in terms of painting or yeah. it might be model making or terrain and everything else in between. So, yeah. Mm, and we're going to be kicking it off with again our honorable mentions mm -hmm. uh, and starting with. Tommed. 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 Yeah. Uh, unless, of course, the uh, final letter is silent there, which is just uh, Tom. Or he prefers Tom D. Who knows? But this Tom was an interesting best. one. No. Um, for Volsung, uh, yes. building yeah. a whole slew of terrain um, for that. Uh, again, steam, we're finished with one steampunk and we're coming right back to another steampunk universe. Um, but, but doing a, a whole slew of terrain that would work to add detail and levels um to the the tabletop which is very important in any sort of skirmish game mm -hmm. um but the distinctive look uh of volsung uh, means that there's not many places you can go for it so he mm -hmm. got around it by building it in cad and then yeah, 3d so printing it so he's 3d printing the bits that volsung don't do to add curves secondary levels and stuff yeah he, he's designing and then 3d printing it Mm. Um, and I mean that in and of Impressive. itself is is something to go wowser. Um, yeah, because while I'm aware that computers exist, the idea of sitting down with a, a big blank computer screen and then doing these things to make it do the stuff. <laughs> no, 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 that makes press, sense. Press the boobity boo, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Press press A to speak to an operator. Press yeah. B to eject coin. There's another one for the kids, and and that's and that's why kind of like this one was in here is because it's a it's showing the processes of bringing terrain to life, mm. but Ooh. across two different disciplines. So doing it with e existing terrain kits, but also doing it with the three D printing side of things at the same time, and explaining, you know, how to use the programs 
the type of materials that were used, um, you know, why certain decisions were made over other ones. And it's the kind of stuff that people could use as really nice touchstones for how they might want to then approach doing stuff similar to this. So if they wanted to dive and didn't and do some, you know, terrain for Volsung or for a different game in the same kind of style, they yeah, could I mean, follow along with what they'd done here. So I think the thing I adore most about this project is that it has been designed in such a way that if you already have Volsung terrain, this will instantly interlink and match with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a yeah, it's yeah. a really yeah. interesting consideration to do. Because he could have just went off and made whatever terrain he wanted, what he imagined. But to mm. take it to the level where it's it's like a bonus add-on to an existing yeah. thing, impressive. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, this, just uh, great. And again, as far as spring cleaning goes, this was a project that began back in 2018. Uh, Some of the files had been started, and then it had been sort of shelved as an idea. Um, mm. So, mm. so look at that. Even even digital 3D printing type things can be sprung cleaned. Uh huh. I would have just Just off those hard drives. Defrag hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) Lesson. Anyway. I mean, I I have to wonder with all the updates that the programs get, how those files looked when he first brought them and after having left them sitting since back then. Uh, I I imagine bits would have probably fallen off or become the digital (laughs) digital dust. Um, Falling into the recycle bin. Our next honorable mention is Eon Trespass Odyssey or Atto Mm -hmm. by Loner. Yeah. Um, now he's already a winner in many respects because he got a golden button, and that's worth more than money, isn't it, Loner? So, <laughs> so pride. Uh, geek pride. This is a substantial amount of miniature painting mm-hmm. um, to get the entire uh, board game painted, uh, so it can all be played with fully painted, done, dusted, um, which in and of itself is fascinating. The breakdown of how the game plays as well and the scenarios play out. There's a lot going on there. Everybody knows I like a good battle report. Um, but it was interesting because you get a sort of a an after-action report of, uh, we played this scenario, here's how this went, here's how um, the game plays. You might want to think about taking these cards later or pushing this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so even... So there's more of a the, tactical tutorial in this one? Well, it's both. The gameplay is in there so you get a whole idea of how the game plays and and how it all comes together but on top of that there's also several pages worth of actual uh miniature painting uh and the tutorials that go with that as well so if we get past some of the games you'll start to see the completed miniatures uh, which are an unusual set of beasts and things um creepy ugly wigglies but as you can see things like the flesh is broken down, feathers, tentacles, and this is done for all of the models. So it's like, I've painted this model, and you go, oh, that's really nice. How did he get that green effect on that um, swinging sack? Uh, and then you go off and you have a look, and it will tell you how the yeah. swinging sack green effect was done. Um, and it's a, a tremendous amount of weird and wonderful griblies with some unusual color choices and schemes. Hmm. Um, I say unusual, possibly usual for this, but <laughs> if you think a lot of people are painting X, Y, or Z on a regular basis, you might not often need to do purple flesh, and then you suddenly get your hands on a new game or a new monster or yeah. something, and you're thinking, well, that's a bit out of my wheelhouse, Um, so how would I go about doing that? The fact that there's so many desperate choices of colors and hues and um, 
I suppose even textures to a certain amount with feathers and metallics and skin and mm. cloth, all of that in there. It means it's a really good touchstone to just come in and go, well, I like that. What did mm. he use? Bish, bash, bosh. I mean, for, for people who have picked up Aeon's Trespass and they want to paint up the set, mm. it can be a daunting prospect. But having someone who like Lorna who has shown the process of doing that means a lot of people can be like, ah, so this person has done this. I can just follow along and I can get a fully painted set, mm. you know. Yeah. Or look at <laughs> it and go, oh, mama, that's a lot. Not for me. Thank you, but well, no. Or, or maybe that, yeah. <laughs> but either way, I think it's a really nice set and a really nice mm. project, just absolutely packed with with detail. And it's why it, cool. it won a golden button in the end. So Yeah. 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 Our last honourable mention for tutorial mm-hmm. uh, comes via the medium of Jamaskat, I believe it's pronounced, <laughs> and that's, his, that's how, his yeah. Prussian army of 1813 to 1815. Yeah. Um, so this was a substantial project um, that goes into not just putting a Prussian army together, but putting it together for a reason. So f- for this massive game um, that he ran at Partisan. Um, mm-hmm. So you also get uh, a bit of a breakdown of the game, the scenario that was being played as well. Um, but really, it's the sheer volume and research that went into doing the Prussians uh, for one half of the battle, of which there are, you know, many, 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 many. See, th- this is my fear. This is the style of game I want to play for Napoleonics. <laughs> but the idea of sitting down to paint that many figures is just like, oh. yeah, just, do it. Mm. just just start. Just do it. Just do yeah. it. It's just the easy yeah. way. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not that hard. Just do it. It's, 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 exactly, it's exactly the same as painting space marines. You know, I instead, know. Of, instead of sitting down and painting 12 space marines, sit there and paint 12 guys in uniform. Yeah, yeah. Bingo, yeah. bongo. You're through there in no time. Um, but as 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 Jerry was saying, I think the thing that draws people in draw drew us to this mm. it was the like the research element as yeah. well as it being a breakdown of you know why things were painted a certain way. So there's lots of really nice cues in there yeah. for again people who want to follow along behind and be like, right, so I want to paint this particular army for this particular time period. Yeah. So How do I do that? Check out James Cutts, pro, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Re- so he's painting yeah. two guys caught in quicksand. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, well no. as it shows there, he's replacing the standard um, shako with mm. one with a, a larger, um, the more Russian brush. style a toilet brush, yeah. pump uh, to make the grenadier. Mm. So you, you get the, a bit of kit bashing as well. And so seeing the research behind it, um, he also does a very nice sort of little flyby. Um, things of the painted miniatures but yeah so you get the the whole research in there for the the prussians and from um, back in the day as well. yeah, <laughs> uh, and going through all the bits and pieces um that you need to, to do to put together a prussian force but mm. equally i mean it, it shows the a really good idea or techniques for painting massed armies like this i mean if you mm. break out your airbrush justin you could get through oh, a lot of the rank and file infantry uniforms no, in very I very quick i don't airbrush i don't airbrush you're a card stopper. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I accept my fate, John. Problem? Yes, yeah. you don't paint anything. But uh, as you can see by the, as you can see by what we're seeing here, like this is something that's been 
it was started back in like 2021 mm. and then yeah. they've come back and approached it in 2022 and then in 2023 as well and sort of gone through the processes and so having that interesting update between the yeah. three and sort of seeing where it went and stuff has been really cool so yeah so always always return and eventually you'll finish a full army in a mere yeah. three years bish yeah. bash bosh which is faster than any of my armies to do what warren got around to finishing is uh his his undead it. so you know it's everything's possible so. right but our first runner-up for the tutorials is yeah so, uh, is uh, a little bit a little bit undead mm. <laughs> uh so the runner-up is demon sub who had um got themselves the garden of moor which is an old um set of terrain that a lot of people will uh, be familiar with if they ever played the old world um and it's it's one of the, it's one of their best ones they ever did but um demons so basically went through the process of showing how to bring all of this terrain to life in different ways and doing all the different painting techniques working through things like rust and stone and all the basing and everything else in between as well Slightly and then dropping it into the games so yeah yeah, yeah. Un- uh... un- unfortunately desecrated gravesite there <laughs> <laughs> Might not be desecrated. Maybe, uh, maybe that's he, how they wanted to be preserved. Let Let's be honest. That person got robbed. I want an open air burial. Yeah. <laughs> um, so interesting bits and pieces in here, uh, because again, it's one of these multifaceted tutorials. It's not just about the build, um, but at the end of it, uh, he put together for a scenario. So this yep. that we're seeing here is a little Rangers of Shadow Deep scenario, which he then put up on the Rangers of Shadow Deep uh, face page grip. Uh, and then people have been downloading and playing this, so there's even even a little bonus scenario. Uh, what has been come up with himself, uh, mm. but just it's just nice, steady tutorial about putting together scatter train and and basing up these because things like um, graveyard packs, there are a load of companies that do them, and you think right, well, what's the best way to to deploy those? And and just a, a few very basic things like back to back or. or multiple yeah. rows yeah but e- even which allows doing you like to get the, larger square set on pieces yeah it lets you get them down rank up a, a rake of you know paths within the graveyard and still actually get the, the figures in there without having to worry about constantly knocking headstones over mm-hmm. um which is generally what i do with my life yeah. uh, but beyond that he also uh grabbed uh mdf tt combat type um chapel and added it to the garden uh but obviously it had to be morified uh so skulls on standby skulls baby uh, <laughs> which meant doing things like that's the old chaos rhino the chaos uh, rhino racks yeah racks, you know, yeah things like that to um to add both spikes and skulls uh which is very important hanging books off the doors that sort of thing so uh yeah. it's, it's a nice example of how you can uh gentrify mm. your church I mean, I, I love the idea that he's upgrading an MDF kit so that it actually has some of the 3D elements that we always feel and think are lacking a bit in some of them. Yeah. And especially, I mean, because GW stuff is so busy, mm. if you were just to put this down as a flat piece of, of work, yeah, uh, it would stand out starkly by mm. being so uh, muted, flat, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Um, so just by spending some time and, and hooking through the bits box to find random bits of banners and mm. bits and pieces, uh, you can just go nuts. And then it means you can also then start dropping in other interesting things. So I'm fairly certain that's semantic um Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah. But then that is the frost grave uh resin uh 
um, objective piece. And they, they did, North Star did a set of six objective pieces for second edition. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so little set in bits and pieces like that. That's one of those creepy angel statues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although no stained glass windows. No, no, nobody wants that. They've all been robbed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a, just a, a really nice tutorial about um, completing a theme set of terrain for your mm -hmm. tabletop all the way through from uh, the sort of scatter to the trees to the basin, yeah. um, putting it all together. And, and at the end, you have a an expansive set. I mean, that's the set on its Todd, I think. Yeah, that's the basic yeah. Gardner Moor. And then from that, he's managed to plow enough into it to embiggulate uh, it to pretty much a, a three by three, if not four by four. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really nice little uh, project from him. But there could be only one winner. Only be one. Yes. Uh, and this, oh, this was a corker. Uh, so, Jerry was very much uh, like, oh, I think this one should win. Oh, oh yeah. This one should win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, am, I, am I seeing some shots from Weta Workshop or is this yeah. there? Okay. Yeah, bit, bit of both. So, Holly has put together a lake time project that was started oh, several years ago mm. by the medium of Games Workshops. Uh, lake time plastic lake plastics count, right? yeah. but it was a case of well like the garden of more there it looks really nice you don't get much it's boxy and uh, and then if you want to expand it I don't even know if you can still get lake time is one of those ones that appears and disappears occasionally from mm -hmm. games workshop uh, so Holly decided I want to make a full lake town and the best way to do that is to start scratch building um, so started with the GW plastics then getting into the Belvita boxes, mm. which... How, like, how yeah. many Belvitas did you have to eat to complete this? Well, thankfully, having small children on hand probably helped with that. But I like the fact <laughs> the roofs the roofs are almost done with the Belvita box. It's a really good idea. Um, but also then picking up MDF kits as well. So the project itself builds Lake Town out, but also shows you detailing... Uh, uh, Adding examples additional of, resin components? Well, resin components to the GW stuff to get the... the um, Although you can't get them, grand manners no longer there. Uh, resin components to the GW stuff, but also adding bits and pieces like these. These were really interesting, and I'd never thought of it. Um, they're corner protectors that you put on a table or a bench so that you know yeah. things don't chip. But they make um, that uh, very nice little dormer windows. Dormer window, yeah. Nice conversion, attic conversion, which is <laughs> which is genius, and I will be stealing it. So you get this um, substantial amount of scratch building going through the various tools and bits and pieces that are used, uh, which is always great. And then when you plow into the the second page of it, um, gets into the, the actual painting. So you start wow. to see how it all came together. Uh, and it's a yep. really, really attractive <clears throat> set of, of buildings. Um, mm -hmm. Just goes to show the, the, the sort of standard that you can get mm -hmm. to. Um, so obviously we have the Lake Town houses themselves, um, but then alongside those, you've also got this, this whole range of other buildings that have been put together very cheaply on a budget. It also shows for the investment of things like, see the shingling there, um, she bought several sets of that from, I think, war bases. Well, I know war bases because I own several sets of them myself, but that shingling is really cheap. It's like an A4 sheet, um. So when you come to build things just out of cardboard and balsa, like we did in the old days before plastic was a thing, 
you can put the extra detail on very easily these days. You don't need to spend hours individually cutting uh, scale shingles over and over again um, to do that. You can just get in there and, and you know, flesh it out. Yeah. Uh, and the, the painting bits and pieces on there as well, even down to the mossy, uh, mossy boats. It was a really nice touch. So mm. again, you get the, the painting yeah. all sort of at large there. It really does show that something like those Lake Town houses, which were to me a mediocre kit when they first came out, with a better paint job, you know, a more moody paint job from a skilled painter, really, really ups the game of it. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the cool things about both this and the runners up, or the runner up for this one, is it tackles something that a lot of people, and I've talked about this before as well, is that terrain always feels like it's something that a lot of wargamers don't tackle. And having tutorials like this for people to dive into is a really nice way to be like, it's not as hard as you think it is. <laughs> terrain for a lot of us can feel just like a chore. Yeah. Like it yeah. does to me. Like I hate yeah. terrain. <laughs> yeah. You want to paint the you want to paint the toy soldiers. You don't want to yeah. paint the <laughs> um but as I say, having something like this just I think really kind of nails the idea that, you know, don't be, you know, give it a shot. It might I mean, be I'm, easy, think, so. I'm questioning the choice of having got any of of um Lake Town at all because I mean, <laughs> the, the clearly it wasn't stuff. needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it did the, give the them a them source. Yeah. I suppose it gives you the scale and the the general style to yeah. stick to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there, there's just some terrific little bits and pieces in here, and also wow. great um, insights into where you can go to pick things up. So if people didn't know that war bases do these sheets, and by the way, they do like six different types of shingles as well. Which mm. is really handy. So not all your your houses have to be tiled the same way. Just saying, um, but yeah. So where to find the stuff and then how to how to apply it uh, is it's just terrific. And that I will be stealing that um, mm. desk protector corner idea, just because the shape is it's not a difficult shape to build, but anything that saves me having to build when I'm scratch building terrain well, it is it also a gives you something that will be accurate whenever you take the corners off. Yeah. Mm. Oh well, when I build things, it's accurate anyway. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing if not anal in that regard. <laughs> the leaning tower of Jerry. Yeah, we've we've seen happen. we've seen the rigging. Uh, <laughs> never going near the rigging again. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, taking something like the TT combat stuff, but again, it's MDF. It's pretty plain Jane once it's all put together. Not bad, but upgrading it very much so. A yes, just adding the flavor. Mm -hmm. Just spicing it up with a, a bit of scratch building and a bit of all this really innovative, mm -hmm. really yeah. creative sort of throw together stuff like it's brilliant. Mm. And things things like that shows you just how much more you can. I mean, GW stuff's nice. It's what four buildings, yeah, yeah, but yeah. to be able to fill a full six by four, um, yeah, by the medium of MDF and Belveda. <laughs> and away you go. It's just, I just thought it was absolutely corking. Uh, definitely yeah. a congratulations on this one. Superb mm. work. Yes. Well done, Holly. And uh, well done to our runner up as well. Poor Demon Subs. We're closing it so far. Again, free money, not money, uh, available <laughs> to you if you get in contact with us. You know, just go to the thingy thing where you have to do the drop down bit and claim your prize thing because you're all in there. If Price people, were paying, if people were paying right. attention, you'll have seen it already. Okay, then. Uh, so our next one up, then, is for our best idea.
So yeah, uh, best idea. Um, it's not necessarily sort of showing the details of bringing something to life, or indeed even maybe even finishing a project. <laughs> Uh, in many cases, the best idea is the kind of light bulb moment that a lot of people have had and gone, this seems like something that would be really awesome for us to dive into. Let's see how it goes. Uh, and I think we've got a nice little section of uh, awesome projects to dive into. For this I mean, one as well. honestly, our previous winner, the Belvita Buildings, I mean, that would have been up there for me. <laughs> well, yes, that's true as well. <laughs> it's all about cereal boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. the first of our honourable mentions is um, Necro Nerf. Uh, this comes from Sparks Will Fly, which I discovered yesterday. There's also a beer called Sparks Will Fly from the Morn Brewery. It's great. Oh, it's tasty. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's named after the beer. <laughs> but uh, this was taking, again, taking an MDF kit and um, upgrading it through the medium of additional Greeblies. Uh, those Greeblies came in the form of various Nerf guns. Who possibly met Mr. Sledgehammer? Well, not all of them. <laughs> some, some of them have been completely disassembled and other ones have remained mostly intact uh, and upright, just glued to the side of things. Uh, mm. But then also wire and um, styrene rod uh, mm. to make tubing and bits and pieces like that. But it was, as you can see there, there's a almost whole cloth nerf gun as mm -hmm. some sort of impressive tower um but yeah it was a, a foundry maybe it was a really nice well it's, it's whatever you want it to be oh it met mr hacksaw uh so you know <laughs> it, it was to get away from the stark reality of mdf mm. again a lot of people seem to have been working on that principle where it's like mdf buildings are great for filling up a, a table but they're very repetitive and bland uh, mm. what you need to do is add add a bit of texture and curvature to your life uh, and mm -hmm. in this case, it can be done by pulling a Nerf gun apart and putting the inside bits on the outside. Um, and finding all sorts of nuts and bolts and screws and just sticking them on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that, well that's a, a great yeah. one there, like the detail of the, I'm just going to add a load of um, screws to the top, just mm. hot glued to the top, sitting upright to make yeah. little Tesla coily shaped things they yeah. look like those things that children always used to die trying to get their um frisbees out of whenever i was alive. <laughs> and then those those poor internal gubbins that fell out whenever he cut it in half yeah but yeah it was just a, a really nice project of of how you can add shape and texture um through just kit bashing and breaking up toys mm -hmm. uh, and it does it it gives a whole industrialized look to the the area there's even a massive uh wall section that i think it's just there to sit at the edge of the board and just mm. be a, a bookend to the table um but it just looks like something that you know would be there to keep the muties out from cursed earth yeah uh, i mean we, really we nice. the thing that we said when we looked at this as a golden button was that it, the one of the integral points to this was that it adds height to mm. it it makes you feel like you're in a hive city which is you know however many kilometers high up into the sky. And you don't sometimes get that when you're looking at Necromunda stuff, but I think this gives things a really nice sense of scale yeah. and does it in a really inventive way, which is always good. So I mean, the, the general twists and turns you'll see in most Nerf guns are very sci-fi to begin with, but when you have yeah. the extra gubbins, it really mm. does make it look like machinery. Yeah. Which yeah. It, it really, really is impressive. It it has to it has to pull off the incomprehensible mechanism 
look to it. Yes. yes. What you does this machine do? Go, Who knows Nobody what knows. that does? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a machine it's of there. some sort, but yes. Why else would it have all these tubes if it didn't do things? Yes. We think it keeps the toilets running. Yes. <laughs> Give it a dose of the old incense, and uh, away you go. You're, yeah. you're flying. Oh, that, uh, that that's leaking. It's 200 degrees. Let's pour a little bit of holy wax on that. That'll hold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up was Sundancer, oh. um, who had got a lot of the Battletech stuff when it first came out back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then had mostly sat on it um and obviously with battletech having just had a kickstarter and the threat of more stuff coming was probably a good idea to dig the three slash four year old stuff out of storage and Mm. start actually putting paint brush to model and getting these things painted up um so there was a a whole eclectic mix work of painting um Obviously, it's a little bit 2080. It's very Judge Dread coming at you, yeah, 100%. Uh, so I like I like things like that. The um, the unusual choices. It wasn't just a here's a specific company and then here's their pattern to go with or their their uniform. It was I'm going to paint this one up like Judge Dread because Judge Dread's class, <laughs> uh, and you can't argue with that. Um, uh, well, you Jerry, can, will, but, Jerry will come around your house and fight you. Yeah, well, you get, you'll get a headbutt from Dread. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, again, there's also um, proper old school hex, hexery as well, done by the medium of, I think, a Proxon hot wire cutter, uh, allowing him to fill in some of the uh, the terrain on the tabletop with actual uh, 3D elements. Mm. Uh, and, you know, just again, really nice bits and pieces that you need to put together for your collection anyway. Uh, and the use of bendy straws is great because if they're here, they're not but turtle's nose. So again, <laughs> very winner. true. Mm-hmm. I've seen that video. Oh, that's all turtle. good. Her turtle. Is it? I've, I haven't seen that video. I imagine it's terrific though, but I'm, I'm glad I haven't seen it. That's why all of my straws are made out of ivory. Uh. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. Uh, Mm. Post, post uh, the before times. Um, uh, Rainbow Mac. Sp- speed paints have entered Sonny's life. Uh, and there's some sort of Voltron looking thing at the back as well, uh, which meant he was able to sit down and just go, right, let's get some colors on the things and I can get the colors on the things in relatively short order yeah. via, via the medium of these colored things, what I can just splash all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really nice example of somebody going i've got a target and the target is get these things painted and table worthy yeah uh, oh he he even has an ultramarine mac no again why not he looks like um fury it's a it's a a nova no one cares it's the old old (laughs) double fisting dreadnought from from back in rogue trader but yeah uh so really nice work from honey yeah uh, just getting the stuff together and and churning through the slapping some paint on it yeah so basically the idea of just just get it finished yes even if it's all over the place you don't need a uniform army no yeah especially if they're you know if you're just playing as mech companies and things like that you can just you know oh yeah ev- everybody's a, a winner there's tony stank <laughs> in, a, in an atlas <laughs> well there, there's a chicken walker yeah. just i assume is the uh Equivalent of the Hulkbuster suit, but for Battletech. 
but yeah, so really nice seeing them all done dusted and uh yeah, nice nice that he gets a mention. He doesn't yeah, get anything yeah. else though. Uh, oh, uh, Jerry's done you dirty Sundown sir uh, well you know sucks to be him um, our final <laughs> honourable mention uh, goes to Jordan, uh mm-hmm. who I mean as far as spring cleaning things go the Phoenix Army for Clan War is right up there now I know he he'd started spring cleaning this uh, I think in the first one of the um Entries he initially went, it's so old, it's not even listed on the uh OTT website. So don't worry, I went and fixed that. I added the company and the game. Um, so just so it could be there because I wouldn't want him to think we weren't paying attention. I always pay attention. Uh, <laughs> Jerry but the, is always watching, but this is this is a case of I'm sitting on several hundred miniatures, I want to get these things painted up. And as time has gone on, um, he's been slowly chipping away at the metal mountain. Um, and in in response, getting whole units put together, and it's really nice seeing just these old figures as well. Um, Classic miniatures hitting the tabletop again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the sculpts have held up really well, especially with the modern paint style on them. Yeah, yeah. There there were some interesting ones. I had a set, and then no idea what happened to the set, and then I was lucky enough to get another set, uh, which. Which means I've I've now failed to paint two sets of these <laughs> miniatures in the past thirty years. Uh, I, um, I do love the little pebble dash stones that he's put on the the bases. Yeah, just the the bigger the bigger rockery. Yeah, just that little flash of white mm. is interesting. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like I say, it's just being a a joy watching the the mountain slowly get chipped away and new units appear. Yeah, um, even though as we scroll back, you'll you'll notice on the titles, folks, we're counting down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 like uh, doing a tour in Nam. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go 180 days to go. You've got to think three days in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous work. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. It's it's yeah. been great watching them slowly, slowly appear, mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously when they're all there, we get a bad report. That's how it works. Yeah. Oh, Those yeah. are yeah, the you, rules. That's what, that's what Jerry's asking for. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have a runner-up there. Mm. Enough of the honourable mentions. And uh, this one I know you were very keen on, Ben, so I'll allow you to announce it. because I'm good Yeah. So, yeah, this one uh, was one that I thought kind of epitomised the idea of Spring Clean Challenge once again. And it was just a fun idea as well, anyway, for, for anyone who's thinking about looking to dive into some grim, dark future wargaming. So this one came from Cute Goth. Um, who uh, I think is quite a new member of the site as well anyway in terms of being a member and stuff um, and they did very much what um, the Spring Hill Challenge is all about they took a classic old army that they had sitting around and they went what if I just completely went back and updated this <laughs> uh, and so they started off with their old Tau army realised what they had was like what, what can I play around with and then just sort of went in cleaning everything up doing a little bit of repainting here and there, tinkering with things, updating things to match with the new version of the game and all that kind of stuff as well. Went crazy with just, the ketchup with mustard. <laughs> got the bottles out and started spraying, yeah. Uh, and then essentially just gave a, a new lease of life to uh, an old Tau army, which I thought was really cool. And uh, there's been some really nice um, results that have come out of it as well, which is nice to see. Yeah. yeah. I really it, like it, the... Sorry, go ahead, John. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's very comic book looking. Yes. Yeah. I, I liked it. It's just the, the solid colors, just 
get on there. Yeah, yeah. cell shading is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the reasons it, it was so distinctive as well because we being human and knowing what camouflage is. Whenever we start doing camouflage patterns and bits and bobs like that, we tend to do it on even on sci-fi miniatures. Uh, I've even been you know accused of it on some fantasy stuff and we go well they shouldn't have camo but i could do like a a a camo style thing on some dark elves um whereas i love the fact that you just went tau they're crazy they're anime they're bright they're poppy here's what my camo is going to be my camo is going to be the red and you know yellow lines it theoretically it still does what some sort of camo patination would do and that breaks up some lines i'm sure they have tech for that yeah um, but it was just really, it was really fun watching the uh, the Australian Tau come together as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, more than that, we got uh, a look at some of the original stuff as well because I think there's a, a picture further back of um, a game she played against her husband in 2011 with her Tau um, before getting involved in in um, bringing them up to date. Uh, mm. So there's a flashback to the old days, uh, which is somewhere lurking below this. There's a whole bunch of ethereal-looking people. Can't trust the ethereals. Oh, I have him. Watercast? He was a limited edition one. I cut his little sticks off and replaced that with a katana and a sheath. So uh, less less pacifist? Oh, <laughs> much less pacifist, because I didn't collect Tau, because Tau go moo, moo, moo. Um, but I really, I really like the look of that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was really nice seeing not just that, but also things like um, some of the Forge World bits and pieces that were released. Aircast, yeah, in, yeah. Including the massive flyer um, is lurking in this project as well. Oh, Amanda? Uh, what's, the, or, what's the Amanda the big one? Is it well, one it's, the, three, the, it's man- the three grand one. The Amanda is the big one, yeah. And mm. I don't know if it's the biggest then. It may be the, the medium. It was like the size of a pizza. Mm. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, they they did exactly the same thing as I did, and they they put their sniper on a square base. That's exactly what I did with my old tower army back in back in the day. The question is: Here's an old callback for you, John. Did the dragoons get glued in? I hope they did because they're a pain in the ass. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I remember an argument you and Lloyd had where you did that one, and he was like, "Why'd you do it? I wanted them separate." She's like, "Because that's how you're meant to do it." Yeah, <laughs> they all get glued in. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a really nice, really nice project. And um, I think a few days before the end of the Sprinkling Challenge posted the, the last sort of update, it was like, well, I'm not, not going to get everything finished, but um, sort of invigorated by the whole affair, the idea was to push on and, and try and get yeah. it done and dusted before December this year. So, you know, by the end of the year, I've repainted the whole army. So it was really nice seeing, oh, cool seeing old yeah. Tau inspirational um, stuff yeah brought back to life again well done goodbye gray hello black so it's time to break uh, out the big spray cans hello darkness yeah. my old friend that's the one <laughs> but as always there can only be one winner oh yeah mm. and uh this was a, a fascinating one fascinating for several reasons yeah um, it was the second sprinkling challenge project they'd done the first one they started failed Mm-hmm. Um, and then off the feedback from the failure, they decided to do something uh, a little bit different, but using yeah. the properties that had come about. So mm. Thursday's Child, yeah, full, of, so full of Grace and also Rabbit. 
So, so, so Thursday, um, and we talked about this when we did the golden button for them mm. on an XLBS in the past. But the thing that just sold this for me as that kind of quintessential idea is, as you were saying there, Jerry, here's a technique that I used or, or was trying to use on a particular set of models, mm. which didn't quite work. How can I re re-implement that and turn it into something different? And so when Thursday set about doing these Blanchitsu style Eldar, I, th I think the, well, the finish is great anyway, but I, it's just the fact that they were like, I'm going to be brave and do this. And I think that's something that a lot of people need, sometimes need to have a think about when it comes to, you know, wargaming and hobby is that, you know, you can follow the box art. Sure. That's fine. And you can have things looking great, but sometimes just be experimental and have fun like the whole point of the hobby yeah. is that you can make things your own and i think thursday really typified that with how they basically were like you know what's really cool john blanche's artwork <laughs> yeah how can i turn this into miniatures let's try and work out some techniques that do that and i think it looks fantastic yeah. and i had started with uh like i say a failure and mm. they were trying to do up some gene stealers to look like um Giger's aliens, the Giger ones, yeah, uh, the ones that he, you know, the, the actual illustrations, not the the movie yeah. version, which is all black and metallic, but the the color palette that was using wood stain, mm. which a lot of people know as army painter dip. It's exactly the same thing, mm. um, but it didn't work. And the properties of it, the fact that it's varnish, a polyurethane varnish that shrinks and all the rest, caused issues. Um, so that project was shelved slash abandoned. But then it was, well, actually, because of what that looked like, I can it has that ruddy reddish tones, yeah. weird sort of streaking and, and the like that you would see in Blanche's. Uh, I've thrown a cup of coffee at some watercolors I've been working on style <laughs> of painting. Um, and so use the fact that the technique that hadn't worked for the aliens could be used to make a very distinctive mm. um, color palette and, and painted army. Uh, so as you can see, some of Blanche's bits and pieces. Look, he's fame. Fame. By the way, we didn't just go for golden button winners. It just happens that several of these people have. Some of them have gold buttons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the idea of going, well, I can use the, the properties of the wood stain. And then now I know the fact that it's, it, because it is a high gloss varnish mm. to get other colors and the like on it, you need to have some sort of matte back on top. So yeah working with the material rather than fighting against it meant he could go in and, and do this unusual and very distinctive looking set of, of mm. miniatures and, and colors and patterns uh, and yeah it was just um interesting to see from the ashes of defeat rises the phoenix of victory how about that exactly that good. Or the phoenix yeah. lords of victory little eldar joke there for the kids in the audience <laughs> Bring me Baharoth and some new swooping hawks. God damn you, Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> but they're but they're so busy with their new epic dot epic. Uh, stop, anyway. stop that and give me swooping hawks. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was really nice to see a collection and you know, like a lot of people, you often go with the, the sort of the studio paint scheme or uh, in these modern days where armies are less built so intrinsically you'll, you'll go well this is the filthiest type of eldar to go um so i'll i'll paint them in x y or z whereas just going back and going you know what i want to have a whole army themed like john blanche's artwork 
I'd like to have a whole army themed like Mike McVeigh's paint jobs, but you know, mm. we can't have everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I really like what, uh, what Thursday did. And the, yeah, the overall uh, look is um, a, a great distinctive. Idea. There we go. Yeah. It has a, an almost woody feel to it. Mm. And things like that are just corking. Just so different, so experimental, so freeform, so jazz. Mm. Yeah, good. A well deserving. Uh, I feel like I'm sitting in the Tate Modern. Yep. <laughs> right. We have a couple of uh, other categories and mm -hmm. uh, smaller, compact and beige, uh, as Mostyn would say. Uh, so the first of our uh, categories only had one entry, which means congratulations if you entered in this category. You're a winner. <laughs> Uh, and this was the junior member or otter pup as what like I like to think of them. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember the first time you said that everyone was just like, no, don't call them otters. And then it stuck. Of course it stuck. Of course it did. Because yeah. we're OTT, so we're otters. The, mm -hmm. the best people's faces were Warren and Lloyd, whatever they went on tabletop now, nobody can come up with a nickname. And I went otters. <laughs> and they were like, no. And now it's the picture at the top of our Discord. So. <laughs> I win, I win, I win, I win, I win. Anyway, our winner for Best Junior Member then yeah. uh, is Starlight7757. Mm -hmm. um, who has been ramping around the place with mum and dad and brother uh, doing a whole host of things. Uh, so the continuing mission is to paint a high elf army for Warhammer, which is, you know, obviously the correct thing to do, because mm. uh, bolt throwers 50 points, six shots, hitting on threes, oh my god. Anyway, um, but apart from the filth that is high elves and their high magic, oh god, the uh, the, the project also contains bits and pieces like uh, Trip to Salute, where she got to do a couple of different uh, paint and take away things, play some games, played a game of Legion, uh, one. Uh, suffered a Lloyd-like visit to a railway <laughs> museum with her brother, uh, but discovered that they also sold tiny fighting buildings, uh, which meant then when she got home, uh, she could do a bit of modeling and painting mm. and not have to suffer the, Ooh, the, the choo-choo puff puffs again. Yeah, Revel's um, acrylic range. Revel's the acrylic uh -huh. Yeah, Never tried them. Don't. P paints that belong <laughs> to granddad. I couldn't open them, so dad had to do so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Generational painting, you have to love it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, painting things like High Off Lord on, uh, mm. on Griffin. Back of the Griffin, yeah. And the... they have a Tamagotchi. <laughs> okay, sure. Of course uh, they do. Yeah. That's that's one thing to keep you going. But yeah, it's it's just great to see um, younger people getting involved in, and splatting some paint down. Uh, and in years just having a bit of fun. Yeah. In years to come, I imagine some of these will then end up a sprinkling challenge where it'd be like, I painted this high off Lord. Mm -hmm. And I won. Bef before the old world came about, and now years later, I'm playing the old world. And I think you could do with a bit of a refresh and dust up because I've got better at painting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all cyclical. And that's yeah. a great thing. Um, also, that he, he was in the um, starter set, wasn't he? Yeah. Also, uh, well, of well, one of the last ones, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. In fact, possibly the last one. I think it was literally the last shot one. in the face. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see, nice to see classic bottles out there. there. Yeah. yeah. Also got Ariel the Everqueen, our guard for Christmas. So there'll be some um, mm -hmm. 
Well, well now, now elves and got a lovely £75 voucher to spend on more stuff. So. Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations youngling. Yeah. I mean, you can get some paints that uh, you don't need to get your dad to open. <laughs> <laughs> some paints that work. <laughs> I mean, theor- theoretically, they must work because otherwise we, uh, wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have things like this building. True. Yeah. True, they've, got, true, true. they've got stuff on them. So, yeah. Congratulations, Starlight, our junior member winner. Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. And our final category was one that Warren threw in while I wasn't about. <laughs> As he is wont to do. Yeah. So what was Warren up to then with the breath of, breath of fresh air? Uh, cool. So one of the things that uh, Warren mentioned was that, you know, we all do a lot of hobby. We all sit inside and we do a lot of uh, work sort of sitting at our painting desks, working away on things. Um, but, you know, it would be remiss of us not to enjoy a little bit of the outside world once in a while i know this sounds like heresy uh, but uh so he was putting together a fun little sort of extra category that people have dived into and had a look had a go at where you were able to take some of your finished work that you've been putting together head out into the outside world oh beyond the bunker doors uh, and take some pictures of your miniatures out in the great uh wide world maybe on tour Maybe in the back garden, or maybe somewhere in between. And uh, yeah, so we had a couple of fun little projects that actually attempted this, mm. which was good. Well, yeah, <laughs> and none of them, none of them is Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm. Yeah. Sur- I'm surprised Lloyd's not in this after the Balearic excursion. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised Balearic nobody got stuff. arrested because knowing our community, you were going to put it somewhere inappropriate. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't that's... think so. I, I think you've a very dim view of our community. <laughs> Look at them. They're wonderful people. Just look at them. Look at their faces. <laughs> I'm going to give Shay an idea for next year's. Oh. oh. And, he's, and he's going to do it because oh. it's going to be hilarious and dangerous. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, watch the space. Tune yeah. back in this time next year. Uh, but for now, we'll finish off with the uh, honourable mentions mm-hmm. and our winners for the Breath of Fresh Air. And uh, our honourable mentions, not the usual one, uh, this Dao Ji. Uh, <laughs> Why the gnome? Because he decided he wanted to paint a garden gnome using model style painting rather than just slap, you know, high gloss enamel, okay. super protective thing. Okay, so, so we're we're going off beat from the get go. So he took yeah. outside inside to put back outside. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's like the one. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, th- this kind of makes sense because my mum has me- has asked me a couple of times to paint garden ornaments for. Her. There so, you go. So. You know, yeah. No, nobody said it had to be a 28mm model. Yeah. <laughs> That's could true, it, yeah. Could have yeah. been 6mm, could have yeah. been 2mm, God's own scale. Or yeah. it could have been a, a 54 or in this oh, case, God, a, that's one, creepy. a 1 to 1 scale. <laughs> <laughs> 1 to 1 scale garden gnome. It's even more yeah. creepy. <laughs> I really like um, it. I, I like breaking out the uh, the craft paints and, and just tackling something like this mm-hmm. the same way you would, you would paint a miniature. Yeah. Uh, that in and of itself was hilarious anyway. It Ooh. was great. Yeah, um, but yeah, it may, just in there because it's funny to see someone painting a garden gnome. So, <laughs> uh, de- de- definitely a clever that one. Image. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If you want, honestly, because we we will have to do a spring clean challenge cover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can't use a winner. That's true. Yeah. Give away the game. Well, nobody would know till yeah. they watch the thing. That's how it goes. But right, yeah. our first runner-up though. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Draconis. Yeah. Um, fact, so I'm going to start with this. Yes. So look, there they are in the inside. So Draconis's um, painting project anyway is 
is not just about going into the outdoors. It's a collection of bits and pieces that they've been working on. However, about midway through, the uh, witches appeared from Pratchett. They did. Uh, which was great to see them in and of themselves. And then since he was out and about, <laughs> there they are, I think, on the roof rack. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have put it on as a hood ornament. Hope yeah. there are some strong magnets. Uh, but they they also got a chance to visit some uh, areas within uh, England as yeah, part of the National homeless. Heritage Sites. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Always good. Uh, well, obviously, they're just up, as everybody knows, keeping an eye on the watchers in case the lords and ladies are coming through those stone rings. Got to go up every now and again, make sure that there's no uh, formation of crop circles within the rings. Yeah. That would be terrible. That would just be the worst. But there's a, a few of them kicking around in different places, visiting. Connorsborough Castle mm -hmm. as well, where they, they look like they're having a real time. Mm -hmm. uh, Nanny Og is certainly enjoying herself. She's almost <laughs> fallen off her broomstick. It's cool. Uh, but it, it basically it fit the brief. It was yeah. taking miniatures out into the, uh, the, the, the great outdoors and uh, getting lovely photos of them and enjoying yourself when you're out there and learning a little bit at the same time, which is good. Yep. So. While your other half looks at you as if you've gone slightly mad. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably what Anna did to Lloyd. Oh, I think that's the case generally, I think, yeah. So. Look, they even got a chance to look at some tiny fighting men of their own, <laughs> which is always good. Uh, you, so, you are tiny fighting witches. These are tinier fighting men. So that was Draconis. Mm -hmm. uh, well done. Admirable runner-up. Um, mm -hmm. We had an absolute corker of a winner. Uh, mm. and, and this, this one... Um, I think not only fit the brief, but also the feeling behind it. Because I get the impression from Warren that there was a an amount of self care. Yes. Uh, in the you know, everybody's been stuck inside. Get outside once in a while, type of thing. Um, so, uh, Senjin Makoto, mm -hmm. possibly, um, had been uh, ruminating on things. So. It actually starts with the uh, idea of entering a painting competition. Um, and then there's a, a, you know, as it says there, somewhat shy and, uh, and the self-imposed community isolation wanted to sort of reach out and, and do something. Um, mm. So he entered a painting competition as local place. You get a bit of a tutorial as well. Again, very much in keeping with Springfield Challenge. Uh, entered it. Um, sat back, waited, didn't win, and then the sort of the, the self doubt and this self analysation and criticism sort of started to creep in. So he decided mm. to take the miniature, go for a walk, uh, and do the the actual breath of fresh air part. Just get his head showered, um, mm. uh, and this I think is just epitomises what Warren was was after. Yeah, um, the the idea that sometimes you need to just get out of yourself as my mother would say you know mm -hmm. just just take a stroll um see nature get in touch with your local squirrels squirrel uh that's essentially why he said it now that's what <laughs> I'm, squirrel, no. squirrel. Uh, I'm not yeah. saying you definitely want it for that but um but yeah it was nice and also the 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 text that goes with it is is very informative I mean, yeah, the idea of how they perceive themselves how they feel themselves and then sort of taking the the steps to to get outside and and to um 
uh, reconnect and, and, and stop dwelling on negative things. Just enjoy yourself uh, and enjoy the world around you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's key because at the end of the day, it is a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to spend too much time ruminating on, you know, what could I have done better painting wise? Why is that army less not as good? Why did I lose that gear? Why are my dice rolls always terrible? Blah, 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 blah. It's a game. It's a hobby. Enjoy yourself. And if you find negative thoughts sort of dwelling too often, put everything aside, go for a walk, get out, find a squirrel, feed a squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting uh, little project from Sinja Makoto. Mm. Um, maybe maybe more people will take the you know the example of of senji and and do something similar with their own hobby and and stuff as well so there there was also this which i hadn't heard of before i imagine it's american um but in november there's a, a charity called extra life which has been running for a while now and it's gamers raising money for charity uh started with video games but board games and miniature games have got involved as well uh and as of 2021 they raised over a hundred million dollars for various children's hospitals so the 15th anniversary is this year uh i have put a little note in a calendar somewhere see if we'll mention that when it comes closer to the time but uh, i do like uh that little sort of addendum that they've thrown in as well to uh sort mm-hmm. of pay it forward as, yeah. as the man says. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to Senji Makoto. Mm-hmm. Please have shorter names, easier to pronounce next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starlight, Thursday, everyone we've mentioned, all of you, Holly, you know, the whole nine yards, the ones who didn't win cash money prizes, not cash money, not a guarantee. Um, congratulations as well. Like I say, criminally hard to pick. So many to choose from. So, so many. <laughs> and um, now let the melee begin. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw meat in there and you can all feast upon it. Yeah. Uh, we shall take a break. And when we come back, we'll be rounding out the show with a couple of Kickstarters. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Okay, we are back to round out the show, and we have a couple of Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. And the first one, oh, it's just as well. We had a look at the Wiki Wiki Wawa earlier in our ending, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so the first one of these comes from Devilfly Games, which is a pretty new company um, who have hit up Kickstarter with their new game. They are friends with one of your favorite people in the world, Jerry. Tom mm. from Moonstone from Goblin King Games. They, they love him. So, <laughs> uh, but they have got a game. Award-winning Moonstone. Thank you That's very much. True. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, this is their new game, which is titled very funnily. So this is Undermined uh, Paradise City. Get it. Get it. Let's see what they've done there. <laughs> Let's see what they, Cause, that was cause amazing. Paradise. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, So this is a fun, quick card and dice game where you play as gold miners who are trying to push their luck. Uh, You will begin the game uh, with a bunch of sort of basic equipment. So you have your pick, your helmet, 
maybe a canary if you're lucky. And uh, you'll be diving into what's called the rock deck, where you'll be trying to mine through different layers of the mountains around you in order to get as many different trinkets and treasures and stuff as you can possibly do so. Uh, the main premise of the game is very simple. Uh, when it's your turn, you'll be having a crack at the rock deck, pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, where you'll have all of your different equipment that'll give you bonuses to your roll, and then you will roll a pair of dice. Huh, see what they did there? Uh, and you'll be trying to beat the number on the rock deck in order to get through it and turn it over and see what's on the other side. Now, there are obviously going to be rock... Uh, cards in the rock deck which are way harder for you to crack than normal when you come up against those you'll be trying to sort of make deals with the rest of the people at the table so you'll be like oh have you helped me out when we get through this i'll give you some of the treasure that i've found or maybe i'll give you some of my equipment and all that kind of Dick, thing if you're claim are you mad man i know who would Just do keep, such a thing keep taking out of yourself <laughs> you're gonna have pay dirt yeah. anytime <laughs> oh man it just reminds me of the the old tv show gold rush but, yeah. Oh, God, God, <laughs> God damn you, Todd Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, but um, there's also uh, opportunities for you to kind of push your luck, which I really like, mm-hmm. um, where you can use dynamite, and dynamite allows you to blow through different values of cards. So, say, for example, you had 20 powers worth of dynamite, mm-hmm. uh, and the cards in front of you were a six, a four, and another six. That means at least you're getting through those first three. And then once you get to the, once you blast through your limit, you have to stop there and that kind of thing. But the more cards you turn over, the more chance that you're going to run up against uh, deadly incidents that'll happen. So you might have floods, you might have cave-ins and everything else in between. And if that happens to you, you're going to have to hope that your safety equipment is going to be there to try and save you from all of those safety different things. Equipment. The other thing as well is obviously you might get friends to help you, but obviously you then run the risk of maybe, you know, unearthing something terrible down there. So they may have helped you out, but they've got to make sure that they've got something pretty good out of it because they're going to have a rock on their head at the same time which is kind of nice yeah, that and you know they might just claim jump you well that's true as well yeah um the uh, main john's planning <laughs> the main focus of the game is you're going to be trying to get to 12 victory points once you get to that you are the winner uh, and because of the nature of the game and the way that the rock deck is set up and the way that the market works as well there's loads of replay value baked into this as I say, the core principle of it is very simple, and the mechanics are kind of easy to get your head around after like maybe one or two goes. Um, I've actually had like the um, the sort of test press copy of that, mm-hmm. and it's been really fun, sort of diving into it and having fun with it and seeing how it changes between games and the kind of you know <laughs> deals that you can make that never end to go, never seem to go in my favour. But there mm-hmm. we go. Um, but then obviously you'll be spending money to buy different pieces of kit and that kind of thing as well to try and help you through each of your different encounters with Undermined. Um, seems like a really fun concept. Uh, I've had a lot of fun playing it. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll lay that bare already. I have already had a pop at this and see what it's like. Um, so take that what you will. Um, but yeah, it seems like a great one for you to crack out if you're going to conventions or if you're looking for a game to play maybe between a couple of big sessions of something like Gloomhaven or whatever. Um, the other thing that's nice about it is obviously because you've got the replay value baked into it maybe you play two or three games of a night and you sort of add up all your scores together and so you you know obviously someone's going to get 12 because that's how the game ends but you can sort of add everything together and see who gets the most out of those three games that you played as well which is kind of nice um and yeah as well as the core game they've got a whole bunch of other bits and pieces so you've got player match you've got dice trays and everything else in between the art for the game is also great uh, and it really reinforces that kind of push your luck 
prospector, a little bit kooky, quirky thing going on as well. Um, so you've got like, you know, a bored canary in a cage and sort of loads of quirky pieces of artwork that represent the different people that are, you know, going to be out in these prospector towns and that kind of stuff as well. So it's got a really nice vibe to it as well, which is always nice to see. And uh, I definitely recommend giving this one a look, I think. So yeah, very cool. It looks like a lot of fun, especially for that sort of social style game where yes. a lot of people yeah. around the table um who know each other and and can have a bit of banter back and forth which can always mm -hmm. be fun because like i said you can bring it to conventions and things like that they tend to turn out to be very different games than ones you play with your friends yeah because you'll, <laughs> you'll get people because they don't know anybody else people will be more cutthroat i find yeah. at those <laughs> knowing some of my friends i don't have to go home with you particularly <laughs> i mean i'm just gonna say it nigeria have you played with shay yeah, <laughs> oh, but it, it's nothing. I mean, the amount of times me and Chef gone, we'll not touch each other and we'll just hammer you. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas where, where where when you're at home, we're just always hammering everybody around you, just yeah. lash in all directions. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really it's a nice low bind. It's really nice um, mm -hmm. yeah. mixture of puns to go with the artwork yeah. as well throughout that, yeah. which I'm I'm a sucker for anyway. Just the, of course, yeah. a lot. I mean, of it, not not gonna lie, it is very tempting. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be one that will sort of pop into a lot of people's collections and get played quite a bit and stuff at, mm -hmm. uh, at game nights and things. Uh, and as I say, yeah, just looks uh, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, from a first time ish company as well, which is always nice to see yeah. over on Kickstarter. So yeah, already funded, but you've got to be quick mm -hmm. if you want to strike gold. There's only four days left. Four uh, days. Uh, Eddie Peterson <laughs> until the end of season. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, up next then we have Open Sesame Games Cyclades. Yeah, so Cyclades, Cyclades, I never know how to say it, uh, but this is the legendary edition of the hit game. Um, so this was the game that was created by uh, Bruno Cathala and Ludovic Malblanc, uh, and this is uh, Open Sesame Games bringing this back to the tabletop um, for people to experience once again with like a whole new vibe and mm -hmm. style to it. So for anyone who's played the um, previous games, uh, the, the core premise is still the same. It's still kind of like an area control domination style game where you'll be moving um, armies and monsters and all sorts of things and around the tabletop. Mm -hmm. um, there's also like the same auction style mechanics in there for bidding for the powers of the different gods from ancient Greece as well. Uh, and the, the 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 sort of core premise is still you're trying to control um, three of these metropolises on the tabletop, and you can do that very through various different means. You can do that militarily. You can do that through the arts and everything else in between as well. Um, but the core focus of this is kind of getting the um the powers of the gods on your side um so anyone who's not played cyclades before uh every turn you will bid to see which god you uh gain the power of uh, it, uh, when you sit down to play so you might get Ares, who allows you to bring more units to the table. You might get Hera, who reinforces them. You might get um, like Zeus and Athena, who are sort of more focused on the kind of religious aspect and the philosophical, philosophical angle of things. Oh, yeah. there we um, go. And each of them will give you, and this is new for the game, a mandatory building that will be added into your collection, as well as a power that sort of automatically activates as well. Okay. So it really pushes the game to sort of up the tempo compared to the original version as well, which is really nice. Uh, there are a couple of different 
different play modes for you to dive into as well. So there's classic mode, which is three to five players, um, which is your sort of standard game of Cyclades. And you've got team play, which is between four and six players, which allows you to split up between uh, into teams and sort of fight. There's a improved two-player mode as well. So you can just play this with just two folks at the tabletop if you want to. The other thing that's really nice, and you saw it in the video as well there, is that they've added in the modular map. Um, so previously the game was very had a very static board so you could kind of try and do the same thing every time you sit down to play yeah because this time around you set up the board and you have the modular nature to it you can fashion the board in different ways to try and give you certain advantages and things which is really nice so it means that you're going to have lots of different tests that you'll need to sort of attempt when you dive into play the game um so they've really basically taken the core concepts of cyclades and gone right we're going to make this quicker and easier and more fun to play than it ever was before which is always nice to see um the original artist is back as well uh, miguel coimbra uh, so he's come back and sort of updated everything as well um there's also options when it comes to pledges um so you don't have to just you don't have to go for um uh, either all meeples and tokens or all miniatures and that kind of thing you can you can choose between so there's no sort of like hard and fast one so you can dive in and just get loads of amazing miniatures to represent all of your different troops or you can go i like meeples just, just i like meeples. wood yes <laughs> you don't have to do anything they're already yeah. there nice oh, and I, I i prefer not to have to paint mountains yeah. of things yeah well uh, but obviously they're, they're colored you uh, do have uh, colored plastic. plastics which yeah, is so. always handy for diving mm. in and stuff as well um but it basically just feels like they've gone in and gone right here are the things that people liked and didn't like about Cyclades when we sit down to play the game. What can we do to make it the most epic gaming experience for those people who love this and and want to play more of it? Um, and uh, it seems if it seems like it that they've they've done a really good job and yeah. uh, and definitely gone to town on trying to make that uh, a possibility, which is really nice. The, the gaming tile shapes are very odd. Mm, I I like it. I like it. I, I like I like it where you don't have to just have hexes or squares. You can be a bit quirky and puzzly as well. Yes. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So That's what, what you want when you've got a, a smashed up uh, archipelago, just mm. reaching out to the sea. <laughs> you don't you don't have to don't have to worry too much about things being uniform. Oh yeah. no, Zeus, not again. <laughs> I, Mike, I do like what, the, what have you done when you turn into a bull? On Saturday, Jesus. Uh, no, no, no. Now you're a swan. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> Stop it, Zeus. Half of these Greek tragedies are your fault. <laughs> yes. the, the macro tiles then, are there specific scenarios? Do you know where they work? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Like or is it just a... Random I think that, I think there are particular setups that you can play. Okay. So it's been designed so that you can sort of like, oh, so this one is, you know, yeah, this one here, gives here, this. Here's a, a sort of, of a standard one for yeah. a, a three-player or a two-player because I see they've they've improved mm. the two-player game as well. Which yeah. when you're playing something yeah. like this, two-player always it, it generally suffers because they expect you to be playing with multiple people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the fact they've gone back in and tweaked the two-player shows that they've been listening to feedback because yeah, I, I know. The myriad of people over the years have attempted to shoehorn two-player game or versions of games in, uh, mm -hmm. and they they never really recreate the feeling you get when you're playing the full game with a lot of people around the table because mm -hmm. you're expecting to have the the back and forth, whether it's the auctions or military campaigns or whatever yeah. it happens to be. Um, mm -hmm. and you miss out on that, so it'll be interesting to see how that's been added. Yeah, I think one of the things that was really key to the oh, to way that they changed things up was the. The, the the bidding portion and the way that the gods worked mm. because you now have the mandatory 
th- something that happens for your for for what you've put <laughs> into it. So because you've bid for Poseidon, you get a port, you get you know the ability to have fleets and ships and that kind of thing. So I think that really pushes people to be like, oh, I've done this, but I haven't got enough resources to actually do what I wanted to do. You you do yeah. something, you are definitively getting a reward for it. So it means it's going to push people in the right direction. It means that you can get more gameplay out of situations rather than people feeling stuck and things like that, which is always nice. Well, so. there's an old favorite of mine, metal coinage. Oh, yes. Midas's touch. Now yeah. I'm thinking if you don't do enough to keep the gods' favor, can the gods then sort off to be bargained or bartered for well, by one, one of Well, one of the nice things, I don't think you can, uh, people might correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you can't stick with the same god every turn, every time. Oh, right. so, so it is, yeah. So, it's so, if, you, so if you, if you, yeah, so if you went Ares one turn, if somebody bids for Ares, they kind of push you out of that, so you get the chance to play around with Ares, which I think is quite nice. So there's there's well, there's good. no kind of like yeah, yeah. locking out, which feels kind of good. So mm. yeah, oh, cool. um, but obviously it'd be very interesting to see what people do with this. You know, a lot of people like big games like Blood Rage and, and that kind of yeah. thing as well. So this one seems like it'll be right up there, their alley. So. Yep. That there's a lot going on with the miniature side. I think to be brutally honest, the only miniatures I would want are the upgraded um building tokens maples yeah. for everything else and then the upgraded building tokens so uh, you can see things yeah. at a glance on the tabletop yeah. Ago, yeah was that like a little uh modular fortified city we were seeing earlier uh, it wasn't it's just a little set on tokens okay so mm. so to replace the temples and ports and, they, and bits and bobs they do have all of those really nice monster miniatures as yeah. well, which look yeah, very well, cool I'm still, I'm still off the look there's teamer of horses <laughs> Poor old nah. Hector. Uh, where's Paris? It's all his fault. <laughs> well, there's Helen. At least he has the decency to not be there. <laughs> yeah. But you've got the mighty Jason, which is always good. So, yeah. A few Let's Play videos as well, which is handy if people want to see how it plays if they're unaware of the original. Yeah, version. and uh, the rule book's downloadable as well. So if you want to go and, and check that out and uh, see if I was right, you can yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let us know. Let's know yeah. the comments, which we 100% will read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, we will. You, you, pinky swearing? Yeah. 100%. I don't know what idea what that is. That sounds very American. I'm pinky swearing, but I'm also crossing my fingers. So, uh, <laughs> so. it sounds like something Bart Simpson would do. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, 32 days left for the legendary edition of Cyclades, mm-hmm. or however you want to pronounce that. Um, that's the best you're getting out of me, though. Uh, and it's already massively <laughs> massively funded so yes you, you know you're on to a winner if people are returning uh for a reprint in, in vast vast numbers already mm-hmm. um then you know it, it can only be good so give it a give it a bladder get the get the rule book have some let's plays mm-hmm. watch break out a few beers enjoy yourself mm-hmm. i love you it's my gift to you <laughs> right uh, I think I've had enough of this nonsense for another week uh, we shall return on Sunday morning though for something a little more sedate mm. a little more calm because Warren's off on holidays yay <laughs> if you yeah. want to join us over on tabletop.com for the uh, Cult of Games XLBS you can do that on Sunday morning we'll be kicking around for about five which is an outrageous time thankfully Thankfully, I'll be up with the squirrels. Uh, Otherwise, we'll be back again next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.